When we've been through loss, hurts, disappointments, it's easy to sit around nursing our wounds, thinking about what we've been through, how unfair it was. Do yourself a favor, get your mind off yourself and go out and be a blessing. As you help others, God is going to help you. Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for listening to our podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? We appreciate you and pray for God's very best in your life. God bless you. It's great to have you with us today. And if you're ever in our area, please stop by and be a part of one of our services. These are the finest people in all of Houston, Texas, right here at Lakewood. We'd love to have you. I hope you'll stay connected with us during the week. We have a daily podcast you can download, our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. We'll keep you encouraged and inspired. But thanks for tuning in. Thanks again for coming out in person. I like to start with something funny. And I heard about this groom. During the wedding rehearsal, he said to the minister, I'll make a deal with you. If you'll leave out all that honor, obey, and love stuff, I'll give you $100. He slipped a $100 bill into the minister's hand and walked away with a smile. The next day during the ceremony, the minister said to him, do you promise to bow down before your wife and take her (laughs) breakfast in bed, fulfill her every desire? He gulped in astonishment, said in a weak voice, I do. He then whispered in the minister's ear, I thought we had a deal. The minister handed him his money back and said, your wife made me a much better offer. (laughs) Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about beautiful in its time. Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived. He wrote in the book of Ecclesiastes, there is a time for joy and a time for sadness, a time to harvest and a time to plant, a time to be born and a time to die. He was saying life is going to happen to us all. There are going to be different seasons, ups and downs, victories and losses, good friends and betrayals, promotions and setbacks. If he had stopped there, we'd think, tell me something new. We know all that, that's kind of depressing. But after listing all the things that can happen, the disappointments, the loss, the bad breaks. He said in verse 10, I've thought about this and come to the conclusion, God makes all things beautiful in its time. He was saying, you're going to go through things that are not fair. People that do you wrong, set back in your health, a child that's off course. It's easy to live discouraged, think that it's never going to work out. But if you'll just stay in faith and keep moving forward in time, God will make all things beautiful. May not be beautiful right now. Nothing beautiful about going through a loss or dealing with an illness, a family member that won't speak to you. Just give it some time. You don't have to live worried. You can't sleep at night. God is working behind the scenes. He's going to resolve things that look like they could never resolve. What you thought was going to limit you the rest of your life, the bad break, the disappointment, the mistake you made, that is not how your story ends. Beauty is coming. Restoration is coming. Healing is coming. It's going to turn out better than you've imagined. 
God will make all things beautiful. Not just the good breaks, not just the promotions, the divine connections. That's obvious. But he'll make the disappointments, the loss, the mistakes. That's how awesome our God is. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't live sour because of what didn't work out. Bitter over the person that walked away or upset over the contract that should have been yours. Let it go. God saw what happened. He has beauty for the ashes. He has joy for the morning. He said he would pay you back double for the wrongs. He just needs some time. Now, while you're waiting, stay in faith. That's when it's easy to get discouraged. Why is this happening? When is it ever going to turn around? This is not fair. Pass the test. Keep doing the right thing. Keep going to work with a good attitude. Keep praising when you could be complaining. Keep speaking victory in the face of defeat. God is still on the throne. He has you in the palm of his hand. At the right time, you're going to see him show out in your life in such a way that you don't think about what you've lost. You're so blessed, you don't think about who did you wrong. You're so fulfilled, you don't dwell on the negative things in your past. Maybe you didn't have a good childhood. You grew up in dysfunction. You could accept that you're at a disadvantage. You can't do anything great. That didn't stop your destiny. You keep honoring God and he's going to make up for what you didn't get. He's going to open doors that you couldn't open. He's going to have the right people come to you to push you into your purpose. It was unfair, but God saw it. He knows who left you out. He knows the times you didn't think you could go on. He's promised he's going to make it beautiful. He's going to do something awesome in your life. Perhaps you went through a breakup, a divorce. You're hurting. You're lonely. God is not finished. He's not going to leave you depressed, heartbroken. He has someone amazing coming where you're going to be happier and more fulfilled than you've ever been. Don't judge the rest of your life by one difficult season. You may be in a time of struggle, a time of loss, a time where things aren't fair. Thoughts will tell you, it's never going to change. This is your lot in life. Just accept it. Don't believe those lies. God promised he will make all things beautiful. Now here's the key. Just give it some time. The scripture says the Israelites did not wait for God's plan to unfold. They missed the promised land because they got impatient complained, thought God had forgotten about them. The mistake we make often is we get in a hurry. We don't think it's going to happen. Voices whisper, if it was going to happen, come on, man, it would have happened by now. Trust the process. All things in its time will be beautiful. Give God time to work it out. If it hasn't happened yet, then it hasn't been the right time. When God is ready, all the forces of darkness cannot stop him. When it's your time to see beauty, promotion, vindication, it will happen. People don't determine your destiny. Bad breaks didn't cancel what God has ordained for you, disappointments, or even mistakes you've made. God has taken that all into account. How we wait is important. If we wait upset, discouraged, God, why did these people do me wrong? That's going to delay the beauty. The right way to wait is in an attitude of faith, knowing that God is on the throne, knowing that he's working all things for your good, expecting his favor, declaring his promises. This difficulty didn't come to stay. It came to pass. 
God being for me is more than the world being against me. While you're waiting, be good to others. Be a blessing to your friends. Encourage your coworkers. You're waiting for your child to get back on course. Go help another young person get back on course. You're waiting for that promotion. Help someone else rise higher. You're waiting for healing. Pray for someone else that needs healing. See, when we've been through loss, hurts, disappointments, it's easy to sit around nursing our wounds, thinking about what we've been through, how unfair it was. Do yourself a favor. Get your mind off yourself and go out and be a blessing. As you help others, God is going to help you. The scripture says everything serves his plan. Not just the good breaks, the promotions, but the disappointments are serving his plan. The closed doors, the people that did you wrong. Without that happening, you couldn't reach your destiny. You have to trust the process. God's ways are not our ways. We see the bad breaks as negative, the person that left us out, but the truth is all that is necessary to become who you were created to be. A friend of mine started a new business. He and his wife worked tirelessly year after year, pouring their heart and soul into it. I would call him some evenings and he would be out meeting with clients several nights a week. And they saw some success. It was profitable, but then they hit a limit. Couldn't seem to get past it. At one point, the place that he leased space from closed the parking lot to build a big parking garage. Now his customers had to park off site and take a shuttle. Seemed like the harder he worked, the worse it got. His dream was to give the company to his children, to leave a legacy of success. But after 30 years, they had to close the doors. He was so disappointed. He told me that he felt like a failure. He was embarrassed, ashamed, and hurt. He thought, God, how could you let this happen to me? I gave it my best, and I have nothing to show for all these years of hard work. For several years, he was not himself. He used to be so positive and full of faith. But when I'd call, he didn't have any passion. He had lost his fire. We all go through things that don't make sense. But God wouldn't have allowed it if it wasn't going to serve his plan. This is when you have to dig down deep and say, God, I don't understand this, but I trust you. I believe you're still ordering my steps, that you still have good things in store for me. One day, a door unexpectedly opened for my friend, a position where he could use his gifts in a much greater way. He was so excited. He said, I feel like the 30 years I put into my former business was not lost, but it was to prepare me for what I'm doing now. He calls his new job the position of a lifetime. The amount of people he used to impact in a year, he now does in one day. God knows how to make all things beautiful if you'll just give him the time. Some of the things that you're disappointed about, you don't understand, it wasn't fair, just keep moving forward. God is not going to waste anything you went through. It feels like a setback, really it's a setup. You're about to come out to new levels. You're about to go places that you've never gone, see favor that you've never seen. Quit believing those lies that you've had too many bad breaks. God must have forgotten about you. You have a good reason to live sour. Look at what you've been through. That was all setting you up for something you've never imagined. I believe even now, you're about to step into some of this beauty. Things that were meant to harm you, 
struggles that have tried to discourage you, people that did you wrong, bad breaks that should have limited your life, this is a new day. God is doing a new thing. You're about to see vindication, restoration, new opportunities, divine connections. The tide is turning in your favor. What was meant for your harm, God is turning to your advantage. There's a couple that have a son. He was raised here at Lakewood. They're very faithful. But when he went off to college, he started running with the wrong crowd and partying and making poor decisions. One thing led to another. He ended up with a drug addiction. His parents tried to help him, but he wouldn't have anything to do with them. He got to the point where he wouldn't speak to them or have any kind of contact. It was breaking their hearts. They would come down for prayer week after week and they couldn't understand it. They had done the right thing and now the wrong thing happened. They could have been bitter, complain, God, where were you? But they just kept doing the right thing, being faithful, serving, giving, helping others. The scripture says that God is the potter and we are the clay. There's nothing really beautiful about the clay. It's just a lump of hard dirt, some rocks in it, no form. But the potter puts the clay on the wheel and begins to spin it around and around. While it's spinning, the clay is still wobbly, still has lumps, still doesn't look like much. But the potter never takes his hands off the clay. He keeps making it and molding it until it begins to take shape. If someone came up to the potter and saw the clay going around, they would think, you're wasting your time. That's just a bunch of clay. That's never going to amount to much. The potter would say, just give me some time. You see clay, but I see something beautiful. You see a bunch of dirt, but I see a valuable vase. This young man was off course, making poor decisions, but God is the potter. He never takes his hands off the clay. Even though it's wobbly, even though it has lumps, even though it falls down and he has to reshape it, he keeps working. All those times you thought that God had forgotten about you, the truth is God still had his hands on you. When you weren't making good decisions, when you were running with the wrong crowd, giving in to the temptation, the potter didn't throw you out because you're clay, because he found some lumps, you have faults and weaknesses. His hands have always been on you. And the good news is he's never going to take his hands off of you. The scripture says his calling on your life is irrevocable. He's going to keep making you and molding you. In the same way, the potter's hands are on your children. They may get off course, but the potter doesn't give up on the clay. He just spins it around a little bit more. These parents understood what Solomon said, that there's a time for weeping, a time for loss, a time for disappointment, but that is not the end of the story. God also said he will make all things beautiful in its time. There's a time for restoration, a time for healing, a time for deliverance, a time for celebration. Their attitude was, God, we don't understand it, but we trust you. We know that you're in control, that you won't take your hands off of our son, that you will keep making him and molding him. After 13 years of barely speaking to them, one day he called and said he wanted to come home and he wanted to make things right. He got back in church. He went to treatment. He's been free for six years now. Today, he's helping other young people get free. 
If you will stay in faith and give God the time, he'll make all things beautiful. Like this couple, you may have relationships that are strained, family members that won't have anything to do with you. You think it's always going to be that way. and You're about to write them off. No, keep loving them. Keep being good to them. Keep praying. Keep forgiving. Stay on the high road. God sees what's happening. He knows how to restore. He knows how to change people's hearts. His hands are still on them. They may need to go around the wheel a few more times. The timing is not up to us. It's up to God. Will you wait for his plan to unfold? Will you not get discouraged? When is it going to happen? Why isn't it improving? It just needs some time. When you understand this principle, it takes the pressure off. You won't live frustrated, wondering how it's going to work out. You'll say, God, everything's not perfect in my life. I'm waiting for things to change, but I'm going to enjoy today knowing that you're on the throne and at the right time, you're going to make all things beautiful in my life. In Exodus 15, Moses was leading the Israelites to the promised land. They were in the desert. It was so hot and thirsty. They didn't think they were going to make it. They desperately needed water. They finally came to this river. They were so excited. They rushed over to it, but the water was bitter. They couldn't drink it. Their excitement turned to great disappointment. God told Moses to put a certain kind of tree in the water. When he did, the bitter waters became sweet. Now the people could drink all the water that they wanted. God knows how to take a bitter situation and make it sweet. A bitter loss, a bitter breakup, a bitter childhood. It looks like that's your destiny. Just learn to live with it. In the natural, that's true, but God is supernatural. That water should be bitter, but when God touches it, the bitterness will turn sweet. The relationship will be restored. The child will come home. The dream will come to pass. The scripture says, after the Israelites left Marah, where the water was bitter, they came to Elam, where there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees. They came out of the bitterness into an oasis. It was like a resort. I can imagine them thinking, how did this place ever make it into the desert? The principle is God is going to bring you out of the bitter places of life, not just to where you were, but to an oasis, to an abundance, joy, health, fulfillment like you've never seen. It's going to be a time of refreshing, re-energizing, enjoyment that you've never experienced. When God makes all things beautiful, it's going to exceed your expectations. Relationships healthier than ever. Your children doing awesome things, going further in your career, stepping into new levels of your destiny from bitter waters to sweet waters, from the desert to an oasis. That's how God restores. That's his idea of beauty. In the scripture, the apostle Paul chose Barnabas and his cousin, John Mark, to travel with him. Paul could have chosen anyone. He was very influential and very respected. They went to different cities ministering and were having great success. But when Paul decided to sail to the city of Perga, the scripture says that John Mark deserted him. Doesn't give any reason. He just went back home to Jerusalem. Paul was upset. He thought, at least you could tell me you're going to leave. After all, I chose you and took you under my wing and shared my influence with you. Now you're just going to walk away. 
Later, Paul was about to return to a city to check on how things were going. Barnabas said, let's take John Mark with us. Paul wasn't so forgiving. He said, in effect, no way. He's not coming back on my team. After he deserted me, I'm done with him. It was such a sharp disagreement that Paul and Barnabas split up. They were so at odds, they no longer traveled together. Paul chose Silas. Barnabas chose John Mark. They went their separate ways. You don't hear much more about Barnabas and John Mark, but Paul and Silas, they did great things. Saw one miracle after another. When they were in prison at midnight, they sang praises and the prison doors were open. When they were shipwrecked on the island of Malta, poisonous snake bit Paul. He shook it off, didn't harm him. He prayed and all the sick people on the island were healed. There are chapters and chapters of how God used them. Paul went on to write almost half of the books in the New Testament. I can imagine John Mark thinking, man, I blew it. Why didn't I stick with Paul? Why did I desert him? At least I should have thanked him for choosing me, told him that I wanted to go back home and not just disappeared. It seemed like his own mistakes, his own poor choices had soured this relationship and limited his destiny. We can all look back like John Mark and think, man, if I'd only stayed in that relationship, if I'd only been more committed in my marriage, if I'd only spent more time with my children, if I'd only finished college, where could I be now? But God has a way of making all things beautiful. Even mistakes that we've made, even our own shortcomings, things that we know we should have done better. John Mark was down on himself. When he heard how great Paul was doing, how he was impacting cities, it was like pouring salt on the wound. He thought, that could have been me. Fast forward many years later, Paul is now an old man. He's in prison and about to pass. He's writing to Timothy, and says, I've finished my course, I've run my race. He went on to say, Timothy, when you come, bring the coat I left at Troas, bring my books and my papers, and one more thing, bring John Mark with you, for he is very profitable to me. Of all the things he could have asked for at the end of his life, he asked for John Mark. I can imagine word getting to him. You're not gonna believe this, but Paul is asking for you. He wants me to bring you. John Mark says, don't kid me like that. You know I blew it with Paul. No, I'm not kidding. Timothy sent the message. Paul wants you to come. He says that you are very valuable to him. I can see tears welling up in his eyes. Paul wasn't so forgiving early on. He didn't want to have anything to do with John Mark. But God knows how to soften people's hearts. He knows how to give you another chance. In his time... He will make all things beautiful. You may have relationships that you think are too far gone, too much water under the bridge. You messed up. They're not going to have anything to do with you. No, another chance is coming. You wouldn't be hearing this if God wasn't about to do something unusual, something out of the ordinary. John Mark thought that he had missed his chance, that his bad choices stopped his purpose. But here's how good God is. He not only saw his relationship with Paul restored, but most scholars believe that he wrote the Gospel of Mark. Who would have ever thought that after deserting Paul, after causing a disagreement that caused Barnabas to break away, that one day, many years later, we'd be reading the book that he wrote? 
What am I saying? God knows how to make all things beautiful. Just give it some time. Well, Joel, this is encouraging, but I think it's too late for me. You don't know what I've done, the relationships I've soured, the regrets that I have. Your mistakes are not too much for the mercy of God. Your shortcomings, your failures, your lack of commitment did not stop your destiny. God is softening hearts right now. He's preparing the way for restoration. Timothy sent word, go find John Mark. Tell them that Paul says he's profitable, he's valuable, that he needs them. God is calling your name today. Go find Linda. Go find Philip. Go find Rolando. Tell them that they're valuable, that I have another chance, that I'm going to restore what was stolen. It's not too late. You haven't made too many mistakes. Like John Mark, your latter days are going to be better than your former days. Mistakes you've made in the past are not going to keep you from the great things God has in store. Now, maybe you're not John Mark in this story. You're Paul. God is saying, give them another chance. Show mercy. It's time to forgive. It's time to release the hurt. It's time to bury that hatchet. This is a new day. As you forgive, God is going to make things beautiful in your life. You're not just doing them a favor, you're doing yourself a favor. Make that call. Tell your child, your parent, your friend that you need them, that they're valuable to you. God didn't put them in your life by accident. The mercy you show them is the mercy that's going to be shown you. Life is flying by. Time is short. They're not always going to be here. Paul waited till he was almost done, but he couldn't really say, I have finished my course without saying, go get John Mark. He was saying, I'm not going to die holding this against him, letting him think that I'm disappointed in him, trying to keep him feeling guilty, condemned. I'm bigger than that. I'm done holding on to things that are holding me down. When John Mark came and felt Paul's love and acceptance Gifts that had been buried in him came alive. Vision that lay dormant came back to life. He stepped up and wrote his book, saw God's favor in new ways. I believe today God is about to make some things beautiful in your life. Whether you made the mistakes like John Mark or life threw you some curves at no fault of your own, bad breaks, disappointments, God saw it. Your time is coming. He didn't bring you this far to leave you. Things that look like they'll never work out in your health, your relationship, your career, just give it some time. God is still on the throne. He's working behind the scenes. Now do your part. Instead of living discouraged all through the day, Father, thank you that you're making all things beautiful in my life. If you'll do this, I believe and declare things are about to happen that you couldn't make happen. Like John Mark, you're going to see restoration. You're going to accomplish dreams bigger than you thought. Healing is coming. Freedom is coming. Promotion, breakthroughs, the fullness of your destiny in Jesus' name. And if you receive it, can you say amen today? We'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. We'd love to send you some information on your new walk with the Lord. Just 
text the number on the screen or go to the website. I hope you'll get into a good Bible-based church and keep God first place. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you encouraged and inspired all through the week. Help us to continue to share the message of hope with those all around the world. Visit joelosteen.com or click the link in the description to partner with us today. We hope you'll share this message with a friend and be sure to follow us on social media. We're praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. We'll see you next time.